Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope. The Modler is with us as well. Statsman has popped in. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2023 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program. As always, first to the Pope. Mug, thank you for having me. It's been a relatively quiet week in AFL. I know that, but the biggest news the other week is you've got a high-profile advocate to back up your journal who's not been able to hear him at a press conference. I think that's the biggest news of the week so far. Tony Shaw's on board, Pope. Uh, I'm glad to see that. I've got a couple of allies. Got a couple of allies out there uh, in the space. I noticed Jared Healy's got on my push pushing the backs at ruck contests too, which is uh, good to see. I was I was big on that a couple of years ago, and I think the AFL might even be coming around to the earlier Friday night games too, Pope. So the the push is slowly slowly working. We're getting there. It's a big welcome back to the program to the modeler. Well, it's good to be here. Nice to uh, tick off a milestone this week as well. I think in the minute or so we've been going, we've, we've been going about 47 seconds longer than last week's initial episode. So good to tick that one off. Yes. That's bad. I'm not sure if you're familiar with our production problems last week, but we um, we put a one-minute podcast up for a start, uh, which was just uh, obviously a cutting room floor job. And then we managed to put the podcast up with no jingle. So we've, we've revamped the jingle uh, operation this week. It might be a bit soft coming through, but hopefully it's come through loud and loud and clear. Welcome back to the program. It's great to see you. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Mug. Yeah, very aware of the tech issues last week. I've, I've come back from um, looking at the, the gold mines over in WA with Gina Reinhardt, but nothing's as big a gold mine as this podcast, so keen to get stuck back into it again. Excellent. And speaking of gold, Statsman, any special announcements after your trip to WA? I think you went with someone special, hand-holding, whale sharks, yeah, cable, cable, cable beach, moonlit walks, anything special to report? It ends there, and she's definitely not going to be listening to this week's podcast now. I, I can't be planting those ideas, so no, no announcements. <laughs> well, mate, it's good to have you back. Uh, nonetheless, we've uh, we've had some uh, some big uh, news, Statsman, in the AFL. I'm, I'm sure you're up to speed uh, with Alistair Clark- Clarkson walking away, and, and of course now your man, Dimmer. How are you feeling, Statsman? Very emotional. Uh, it, was, it was a heartbreaking um, announcement, to be honest. I was, I was still in high school when um, Dimmer took over the Tigers and had been a lifelong uh, sufferer. And yeah, he, he was the, you know, the, the thing that turned it around. And um, yeah, it, it just feels like the doors finally closed. I think it was already sort of on the way, but this has sort of put some finality on it. And um, yeah, it seems like a lot of Richmond fans, even even ones who thought maybe he needed to go as coach, it's... It's still sort of a uh, an emotional time, but but probably the right decision for the club um, going forward. Very good stats, man. I mentioned before that myself and Modler uh, were still in high school when Tommy Hafey was coach. So uh, so you're showing your age there a little bit uh, as a young buck. Um, Pope, over in the NRL, um, what's going on over there? We've seen the origin sides uh, being announced. Any surprises um, from your point of view? Yes, there have been a few mugs. So um, I'll, I think we'll touch on it a little bit later, so I won't get too in-depth, but especially Queensland, that they've axed a few. And that's unlike the Queensland way mug. We sort of usually stick with our own there, and even if they're in poor form, we'll, we'll pick them in origin and they rise to the occasion. But Billy's wheeled the axe a little bit. So and, and those, up north. those high-profile ones, and so who comes out of the squad that uh, was, was high-profile? Ponger and Gagai would be the big two. Yeah. And do you think, um, is that form-related, Pope, or, or could that be a durability uh, issue uh, with Ponga? You know, it's very physical, as we know, Origin. Uh, was, could there be concerns about his well-being and being able to make it through a game? I know, I know you only watch one game a week, Mark, Thursday night, but you've picked up NRL very quickly. That's very sharp analysis. Uh, you, you are right, though, that... The fact that he's prone to concussions, I think, did play a part in his non-selection. So it's a, probably the first time we've seen it that um, a player's ability or lack of ability to potentially get through a game is probably costing him a representative jersey. So changing landscape. 
Yeah, right. And um, and Modler, um, the New South Wales squad, um, how did you feel about that? They have gone to the well there with the likes of Tedesco and and Tommy obviously puts a put put a put a hat trick up on the weekend. But uh, was that the right call? And um, and do you think they've nailed the uh, the squad? I think as a blue supporter, I'd, I'd rather see Tommy out there than than not have him out there. He just, you know, he can he's, he's the kind of player who can just turn it on and you know turn it on in an instant as well. I think it was I don't think two years ago, game one or two, maybe he just absolutely ran a mark out of the centre. Mm. So hopefully he does that again. Probably the big shock, if anything, was um, Cook not getting picked at hooker uh, in favour of Coruscant. I think Cook's probably been in better form this year, so it might be the case of Coruscant's kind of uh, Penrith connection has got him over the line there. Is that uh, old man Gould still uh, pulling the puppet strings there <laughs> and getting uh, getting his Penrith boys in? Is that it? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Because <laughs> potentially you could say this, it, Luai, potentially a controversial one as well. You know, should Nico Hines sort of slot into that spot potentially? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, yeah, obviously not a coach, but I'd, I'd probably have Nico in there over Luai, but um. It's it's I guess it's hard to to know exactly you know having the club form and the club connections go through to Origin what you know what that uh, what that brings to the table. Well, got to ask, got to ask you, Mark, have you um have you been on Chat GPT just posting some you know <laughs> some questions to to ask Modler here? Like your NRL knowledge has gone through the roof. <laughs> no, nah, not really, mate. I but I, I do listen to the boys each week. Pope's correct when there's no Thursday night AFL, I switch over and watch the Thursday night, and um, that's that's about my. Uh, I listen to the makers, our sponsor, Top Sport. I listen to their podcast with Jared, um, uh, Tristan, and um, oh, geez, they're gonna gonna go crook at me now. Who's the uh, Jimmy, Smithy? Jimmy, um, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I listen to that podcast, and that's pretty much where it ends, uh, stats man. So uh, that's that's pretty much my NRL content uh, right there. But. Um, Look, it's I know a bit the, of a setback I, for our relationship with Top Sport there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but but boys, one thing I do know: um, even our hardened AFL listeners still really enjoy and get up for a State of Origin. So we'll we'll make sure that we uh, talk to some early betting leans uh, in State of Origin uh, throughout the program, and obviously we'll uh, come back strong. What night, Pope? Next week? Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Okay, I'm, so we, I'm startled here that to start the show, I spent five minutes talking about. Cook and Gagai after the week So, uh, so we'll obviously we'll obviously sharpen that focus up uh, next week as well on the uh, on the Tuesday podcast next week. But uh, quick betting review, boys. How did we go, Pope? I'll go to you because I think there was a couple of big outsiders that came home your way. Yes, they did in the end, uh, Mug. Uh, chronologically, I like the Broncos, and they were never really in it on last Thursday night. Feels like a long time ago. Friday night. On the overs in Dragons Roosters, and that uh, got kissed on the cheek with that one. That got very lucky to get up, which might make it in the bad beats segment. Um, fell on the right side of that. Um, on Saturday, I like the Knights, and they were nowhere near it. And that might have cost a couple of players' origin selection to go to our previous topic too. Mug liked the Knights. Sorry, like the Bulldogs on Sunday afternoon, um, and they. Got up, picked the Titans in a close one, and probably the, the one of the week that stood out was Manly, like them, and 13 plus as well, which got up um, at about awesome. eight or nine dollars. So that's finished the week nicely there. Yeah, mate, great, great set from yourself, uh, Pope, and uh, and I think there was a 13 plus uh, the there was a was it Para Para the 13 plus as an outside. I'm not sure if you tipped it up, but I guess if you're on that, that would have been a uh, nice one. And obviously if you're head to head, which I know the modeler uh, likes to play in that space, um, you would have had a good weekend as well. So modeler, take us through your set. How'd you go? Yeah, another good uh, weekend. So yes, had St. George over the roosters. I had that roughly pick him and obviously very lucky to get up at the end there, but um, had the 280, I think at the time, but would have covered regardless, but nice to get the, Win on the head-to-head. Uh, also liked Parramatta on the Saturday, uh, Friday, was it? The late Friday game. Um, again, at odds, 3.15-ish. Uh, and then small go on the nights, uh, no good. And then depending on what odds you got on Canterbury, I had a small lean on them. I kind of flipped between $1.95 and 205 all week. So if you got the better of that price, then, uh, you know, probably a half stake for you there. 
Uh, across to the footy, I think I had a small go on the Ds on the Friday nights. Uh, North, who again could feature in bad beats uh, like them, um, but at least they covered. Uh, Freya was another strong one I had. Uh, good win at home there against Geelong. Yep. Uh, and then the other big one I liked uh, was the Blues over Collingwood. Um, a little bit unfortunate that Cameron was a late in there, but um, yeah, uh, Piesty good on the day regardless. Okay, well, uh, another uh, another great weekend again from yourself, Modler, and um, you know we're, we've been telling the listeners all year that Modler's going really well, and uh, you know make sure you have a listen to to some of the stuff he's putting up because it's uh, it's going awesome. Um, for me, boys, I, I, I feel like I finally got on the winners' board uh, this year with a with a decent weekend. I had uh, Port uh, putting that up on the Friday night. I was quite keen on the Hawks, and um, and they did a real number uh, on uh, on West Coast. I feel like I was the only man in Australia back in Essendon, uh, but I was uh, I was pretty pretty strong on them, and um, I actually had one of my biggest bets for the year uh, on on them. So that was uh, I was I was actually pretty confident, and I, maybe wrongfully, I don't know, but. Um, but went to eight and went to 13. I just had to have more. And um, and then uh, St. Kilda. Um, so I sort of was speaking about Jack Steele and if he was out or whatever, and I was going to look at his influence, but he ended up playing. So I was happy to take the Saints and and we didn't really get a lot of movement on, on that news anyway. So um, so that was good. So it was a good weekend. I personally was on the Swans uh, at sort of those alternates at minus 24 and a half. So um, that didn't get up for me, but that wasn't a tip up at the time of the podcast, but um, yeah, the um, people that subscribe uh, to my little email will have got stung on that one. But I think overall, uh, pretty successful uh, weekend on AFL. Statsman, I know you weren't on the show last week. Did you want to talk about how you got on? Yeah, I, I think I sent through a couple and uh, it was Frio and West Coast. So um, probably coming out slightly ahead with the with the Frio um, at odds against, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a lot there for me last week. Boys, did we see any bad beats? Statsman, maybe you can kick us off. Yeah, well, I'd rather not talk about it. Um, it wasn't fun being at the MCG. <laughs> the, the pain is too real. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We had we had the MCG Saturday night dream time, and then Hardwick today. It's um, it's pretty raw, but yeah, it was it was tough to cop. Um, the I think twelve games in the last three years that the Tigers have been um decided by under a goal and we've lost or drawn all of them so it's getting pretty um pretty heartbreaking to be around and yeah like i guess it's a bad beat due to the margin um that we had but you kind of it's, it's like collingwood last year like at what point do they stop being bad beats and just start being how it is yeah, yeah. um modler uh yeah as i mentioned before i guess the the north uh, swans game where yes. obviously North uh, got the win taken off them thanks to that interchange uh, snafu right at the end there. Sort of reminded me of my amateur footy days where if you had too many players on the ground, they'd, they'd, uh, they'd you know, call it off and count and you'd get your score wiped if that was the case. But, uh, or, or if they found out midweek there was a kid that was actually 16 instead of 15 and a half, yeah. you got your points taken off or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you know, I tipped up the... Uh, the kangaroo is slightly out of them, about five bucks. So, uh, yeah, bad beat on the head-to-head. But, um, yeah, no no yeah, doubt about that. Uh, and Pope, in the NRL, I think you alluded to one a little bit earlier. Uh, talk us through that. Yeah, I'll just touch on that one quickly and clear the 50 for you to talk through the uh, remainder of the AFL ones that have come through my Pagan's Paddock style. Um, Friday night's game, and it's probably more self-serving in a way for the podcast here that, if you're on the Roosters, head-to-head, and the Unders, you're very hard done by with the late try that the Dragons scored. They looked like they'd exhausted all possibility on that play about four times, but cross-field kick, kick and hope, uh, fell their way. So, as I say, from uh, our point of view, with Modler really strong on the Dragons and myself on the others, it, it fell their way. So, sometimes um, the gods are shining your way, and it did for us on Friday night, Mug. You take the good with the bad, Pope, and uh, there's a fair bit of bad that floats around out there. So you definitely take the good, uh, that's for sure. Uh, Shane Campbell, gentlemen, has had a 12-legger at $589.96, and he's had a little cheeky $25 on this, and the only leg that missed was Richmond head-to-head. Like, that's 
you know, according to a bit of math, that's not far off 15 grand and uh, Richmond head to head. Like, can we get a welfare welfare check going? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's uh, that's pretty nasty stuff, isn't it? Um, Joel from Joel's Picks is claiming an eight thousand dollar hole uh, on Richmond head to head. So, uh, so that's uh, that's upsetting. Wean Dog, as per usual, has a SGM uh, again missed on Richmond head to head. So the punters are feeling your pain, uh, stats man. And uh, Juppy, I'll have to put this to the board of the. Uh, learned gentleman on the on on the uh, podcast here, Juppie's claiming that the draw was a bad beat in the Richmond Essendon game. Can we have that? A draw cannot be a bad beat. It just can't. You need so much to go right. There's no way. Not having it. Not not going to make it into the category. Uh, a matter of scores were level for the last five minutes, and then there was a behind with three seconds to go. There's no bad beat draws. All right. Uh, so sorry, Juppie, about that one. No bad beat there for you. And uh, tell Rasha, um, I've looked at, I, I think I've watched his footage uh, about 10 or 15 times trying to work out if Errol Goulden got a handball or not to get to 25 disposals. I'm still not sure if he got a handball to get to 25. The mere fact that tell Rasha has that footage at all and has slowed it down uh, and to try and, hone in on that makes me think that poor old Tal Rasha is still rocking himself backwards and forwards uh, on a Tuesday after a Saturday afternoon game. So prayers, thoughts uh, with you, Tal Rasha. Don't know if it's a bad beat, but uh, appreciate the uh, the message in anyway. So I uh, hope welfare check. Hope you're okay. Um, boys, enough of this. Uh, are we ready to talk some games? Certainly are, Mark. Lead us away, Pope. Friday night, Mug, and we go to the SCG, and hopefully nothing significant happens because you won't be able to see it with their camera angles up there. And the Swans are taking on Carlton. Carlton dollar eighty-five favourites. Swans dollar ninety-one, and the line is a skinny one and a half. I I've got the game. Um, I've got the Swans at eight, Pope, uh, before teams. So. Laddams will, will come out, uh, potentially TD, uh, TDK potentially comes in. Um, don't know. I don't think there's been any McCart- uh, McCartan sort of noise uh, modeler. But, um, I mean, on face value, I, I like the Swans. Um, I don't really want to be with them because I think they've been a bit stinky. But I think we get some movement here, Pope. I, I think I think the market has to shift out a little bit. A lot of the model money is with the Swans. Um, I'll be interested to get Modeler's take on, on this and see where he sees it. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we get a bit of movement here. And I'll, I'll be keen to take the Blues, actually, Pope. Well, there you go. Uh, Modeler, can you concur? I, what I, I've doubled in the modelling world this week and I hear the models traditionally like Carlton, so a little bit surprising that they've jumped off here. Yeah, I think mine's liked them in the past few weeks now that they've hit a nice old form slump. Um, I've got this game right on 50-50, so no play at the moment. I've plugged uh, Hickey in for Laddams um, to get that 50-50 uh, scenario. If he doesn't play, then... There's a chance I could be on Carlton, but uh, at this stage, I'll, I'll leave it alone. Bounce back from Carlton here, Statsman. Yeah, my my number's pretty close to market. Um, it's hard for me to get it too much bigger, but the the and I know Carlton being poor, but they're oh. key forwards with Sydney's backline decimated, and also through the midfield, Carlton at least on paper are quite strong, and and Sydney um, missing Mills and. Um, yeah, just well, they're still relatively strong through the midfield, but I just if they if Carlton can at least 50 50 or, or slightly win there and get it to their forwards, um, yeah, sometimes the number is one thing, but I, I'm kind of with Mark that I want to be on the blues here. A little bit of alignment to start the show, good fellas, good, I like it. Uh, Statsman, I'll continue with you, and I'd say it's rare that a team wins by 100 plus and he's 27 and a half point outsiders the following week. That's what's happening here. The Hawks are 27 and a half point outsiders, four dollars, and the Saints are dollar twenty-three at Marvel on Saturday afternoon. It is true, um, but it's probably equally rare. I'm not sure if it's ever happened that the bottom place team has won by a hundred plus points um, after this many rounds. So, yeah, uh, it is an, a unique circumstance. It's no bet for me. Uh, the Hawks have been quite poor. Um, they play well in stages, but yeah, I've got it right on market, so so not touching that one. 
Mug, how are you seeing this one? I'm actually a bit of, a bit above the market here, Pope. I, I set my number at uh, 34, and um, and I think potentially it might even tighten up a little bit more. So, um, look, the Hawks, we, we don't really like Marvel, Pope. And, and I can remember even uh, in recent times when we've been stronger than what we are now and St Kilda maybe weren't going as good as what they are now either, we've had troubles with St Kilda um, at Marvel Stadium in the past. And, um, yeah, look, if that number ticks down a little bit, which I think it might, um, I, as much as it's going to hurt me, um, I'm going to have to be with the Saints. So a bit of a market watch here, Pope. And if it uh, ticks down to sort of closer to that four-goal mark, um, I'll be with the Saints. I'll be, Stasman, uh, apologies, Mother, traditionally a Hawks sympathiser. Have you got the Hawks in this one? Yeah, I do actually. I've got them rated just shy of three dollars, so into that four bucks there, um, I'll be having a stake on that. Uh, usual sort of um, circumstance where I'd have more on the plus than I would on the head-to-head, but uh, a decent edge for me at this stage. All right, first first bet of the night for Mother. I'll stick with you here, Mother. The other game Saturday afternoon is at the MCG. Demons Doth. 32, maybe struggling a little bit. Freo, 325, and the line is 20 and a half. Yeah, Freo in a decent bit of form at the moment. The Ds are going to lose. Oliver and uh, Hunter uh, didn't get up at Tribunal, so he's out. Um, I've got a slight edge on Freo at about $3.10, the model rates them, so probably a half stake into that $3.25, um, but nothing huge in this moment. Slight bet for the mother there. Mug, what are you seeing here? Uh, I'm pretty 28 uh, before players, Pope, and you take Oliver out of that. It, it's it's probably hard to quantify Oliver's impact because, and Statsman maybe can talk to this, I don't remember him missing. Like, when was the last time Oliver missed? It, it feels like he's been very constant uh, in that team. So I, I haven't heard anyone talk about consecutive games or how many he's missed. So... I, you know, until you take him out, how does he really impact the team? It, it's we probably haven't seen it, but I think he is probably one of those. You know, getting four, you know, five, five, six point players for his team potentially. Um, so once you shave that off and uh, you take a little bit off for Hunter uh, potentially as well, who's been reasonable for him, I'm probably pretty close to market. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't think uh, I can be betting here, Pope. It's a it's a real unknown. I think how Melbourne are going to perform uh, without him. If anything, I probably have to be with the big plus. Um, but again, Frio MCG, they beat him there last year, but you know their record there isn't great over a long period. I'll be interested to hear Statsman's thoughts. I uh, I'm very excited about this one. So um, on numbers again, it's not. I've got a slight lean to Freo, but I reckon the upside with Freo here is 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 pretty massive. Um, the reason being, it feels like they're starting to click up forward. I think early in the season we saw Jackson struggling. They were playing around with their sort of key forwards. Fife was down there, not having a lot of impact, and they've really started to click there. Jai Miss playing really well. Um, they've got all the smalls firing now, and all their sort of mid-sized Walters kicking goals. And uh, and Tracy as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm seeing good things from from Freo. Uh, Brayshaw seems back in form where he was battling early. And the D's, on the other hand, I don't think are playing as well as the latter probably has suggested. Um, you take Oliver out, who I agree with you, Mug. Like, very hard to quantify, but I would say you know we might be really surprised at how big his impact is. Uh, and it just feels like a game that. I don't know, like, you know, sort of 20-ish point head start for a... Like, if Freo, if, if Freo are back to what they were last year, which I think they might be, there's still a bit of a lag there. So even though the prices, you know, you're not going to suddenly make that jump um, to, to what they were last year, but it might be that that is where they're moving to. And if so, um, I would have a big view. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty keen. I'll, it'll be a... Not a huge, huge bet, um, but probably a bit more than a full bet uh, on Freo here for me. I think there's a lot of upside with them. Yeah, nice. What analysis stats, man. You had the crowd captivated with that description. Fantastic. As a result, I'm going to stick with you here. We go down to GMHBA on Saturday afternoon for Cats and GWS. Line is nudging 40. Stats, man, 39.5. Cats are $1.10 favourites. GWS, $6.70. 
gonna let you down here, Pope. I don't have a lot uh, here. There's I, I wanted to be on GWS to be honest, but they they're missing Kelly and um, more more defenders, um, Himmelberg and uh, Haynes as well. So yes, it's the worry is what Hawkins and Cameron could do to him. Otherwise, I would be I think backing them because Geelong are looking quite poor at the moment, but. Down there with those outs on top of a big injury list for the Giants already, it's uh, yeah, I'll just leave that one. Modler? Yeah, I'm the same. I don't really have a play in this one. Um, I think there's a chance Henry, uh, Rowan, and or the Koning come back in for the Cats. Um, so it could be swayed to having a bit on the, the Cats minus come teams on Thursday, but uh, no play for me at this stage. Mug, you've succinctly put together the advantage cats have at GMHBA previously. Is it enough for you to find a bet here? Oh, it's probably tougher to come into the 39, Pope, um, but uh, quite liked it earlier. I sent it out on the email. Um, just with that player movement, I thought that the market might skip along a little bit. Um, started up at 35. So this is probably the top sport market mover of the week, Pope. And um, interestingly enough, Statsman, our um, prices on Monday – I think have been the most stable uh, that they've been all year. Um, there was, there's barely been a price move uh, in the last, you know, sort of three days from Sunday. And um, that's been pretty rare in the AFL uh, this year. So that's finally moved out about four or five points now. And, um, and I think that's right. Um, you know, we, we take out those key defenders as, as Statsman mentioned on top of Sam Taylor already being out so I think that sort of getting critical mass down back, um, we know Geelong just, you know, it's party time down there. They love putting stink on teams. GWS have played a pretty open brand, which probably lends itself to scoring. If they want to play that sort of firefight game, I think the Cats could put a number. Good players back for for the um, for the Cats as well, potentially. And uh, I didn't know about that Kelly one. So, um, so Kelly out as well, which sort of, yeah, so look, could only if I'm betting now, Pope could only be on the 39.5 for the Cats. Um, and what? Yeah, I'll, I'll put that up, Pope. I'll put that up as a bet. I, I think at the 39.5, got to be high scoring. I mean, three or four points. Um, famous last words might not make the difference, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'll put that up as a bet. Cats for me. Feels feels like it's got some bad beat angles next week. <laughs> that statement there. Mug, uh, I'll stick with you here. Mug, and we head up to Darwin. So Bulldogs go from uh, Ballarat up to Darwin on Saturday evening to take on the Suns, and the informed dogs are 11 and a half point favourites. Oh, I think this is difficult, Pope. Uh, these games in Darwin, um, and sometimes that they can be worse conditions than other times. It just sort of depends what night of weather we're going to have, have up there. So I think that's an important thing to, to look at is the weather. And is it going to be humid? Is it going to be slippery? The players talk a lot that it gets so humid that their the hand, your hands actually get so sweaty that you can't actually catch the ball. Um, so I don't know, Pope. I, I really struggle with these games up there. I, I probably thought the Suns number is a little bit too big, but maybe the Suns have just come off a little bit and the dogs are going pretty well. I'll probably sit it out. Interested to listen to what the other boys have to say. Um, well, I'll go to you here. Uh, I've got a slight lean to the doggies. I've got them at dollar 45. So I think it was dollar 52 at toppy. Uh, it's probably enough for a half stake for me. Um, yeah. Probably keen to hear the other guys who are probably keener students of the game than I am. What their thoughts would be on on an unders play given those those conditions. Yeah, I'll come back to that, Mudlow. Go stats, man. Yeah, um, I haven't haven't really looked into the total to be honest. But what I would say, um, like on my my line's pretty neutral here, but it it's it's a game. I, like I think the dogs are still a bit underrated, and it, yeah, I could only be with them. I'm not I'm not going to put it up as a bet. But if you were leaning that way, I couldn't talk you out of it, and I could not be backing Gold Coast. Yeah, I think mother just on on that under. I think the upside, and we saw it last year. I remember when Port Adelaide and St Kilda went up to Cairns, and yeah. uh, we ended up getting that number below a hundred, and uh, that was a that was a big jackpot. And maybe it's a similar sort of play here that you look to really have a have a pop at some of those alternates. Doggies um, have actually been like I think we only got one hundred and twenty five. 
down there in Ballarat on the weekend. Um, Doggies have sort of really tightened up their defence. What was it, 80, so 140 the previous week in the Carlton Doggies game. Um, So if you're looking at Bulldogs games and then even the week before against, um, as I mentioned, a a fairly open GWS. So GWS have been playing some firefight sort of games, uh, 71-86. So that was pretty low scoring. So there's about a month block now of Doggies games being pretty under the mark. And I do think there's upside in the conditions. So I I think, I think Modler uh, that it it, it probably just is a play on its own uh, in terms of under. And then I think there's big upside on the conditions. So uh, happy to answer the call there Modler and say, that's a bet. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll be having something on, you know, the probably under 125. I don't know if we're going to get under a hundred up there, but I think you'd probably have to have a little pop at it. Um, and see uh, see what some of the bookies are putting up. I know we got some hundreds last year on the Saints Port game. So if you can grab some of those, maybe uh, maybe have a go. Little nugget there for the listeners. Uh, Mother, I'll start with you here. On we go to the West Saturday night, and the hapless Eagles, ten dollar outsiders. Line is fifty one and a half. Bombers dollar oh four. Head to head. Yeah, I've got the Eagles. Uh... About eight eight fifty um, into that ten dollar price. It's I mean, given the way they're playing, it's hard to get too excited. Um, it's, it's a big line to have at home. I would probably be talking to having a half stake on the line at home, but um, yeah, nothing <laughs> nothing really to get me excited. Yeah. If you did, you couldn't watch it, could you? The way they're going, Mark. Yeah. Care you seen this one? Oh, Pope, I, I think I messaged you boys on, on Sunday night. Like, I, I'm nowhere near that number. And, um, you know, meaning that I should be back in the West Coast here. But it's almost like, and I don't know, Modler, if you're almost at this stage on the West Coast where you, you, you're just about chucking your your model or your ratings in the bin and just going, you know, I, I just can't anymore. You know, like I can't keep coming at the big number at the coast because they've just been so putrid. Um so I feel like it's probably a bit like that here um, that I probably just have to not be involved and and if anything maybe just have a mug bet on on Essendon and 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 then put that into maybe some alternates as well. Um, so I know Statsman did that quite successfully against Gold Coast uh, a few weeks ago. Um, he didn't quite get the seventy three plus, but don't mention the war. Um, <laughs> Statsman, how do you play here? Uh, yeah, I make. Get 58, so I'm with Essendon. Um, it's yeah, it doesn't take a lot to to cover that. Um, like it sounds a big number, but also you know, one you can see it almost happening in a quarter the way West Coast are going. So, yeah, the upside the other way just doesn't seem to exist too much. So, um, and and I think Essendon are still uh, the team that can flat track uh, bully a little bit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be with the minus there. I'll start with you here, Mother, and not rub it in, but the Damien Hardwick Cup here, Richmond Tigers v Port Power. Port slot favourites at the MCG on Sunday afternoon. They're $1.81, and the Tigers, off the back of a big week, are at $1.95. One and a half is the line. Yeah, a couple of changes to Port. So Jonas is out. Marshall looks like coming in, and Dixon is a chance. Uh, all that said and done, I actually like the Tigers here. I've got them a dollar. 85, so into that $1.95. Um, I'm happy to throw that up as a bit. You know, I love it when you flip the favourite, Mother. Uh, Mug, how are you seeing this one? Oh, mate, I'm, I've backed Port, but I'm sort of like, I'm a bit gun shy now uh, on the Tigers, you know, like, I know, and I know they say all this, you know, new coach stuff is crap and, and all that, but. Geez, it's just hard to think that the Tigers won't find a way uh, this week. So I'm sort of a bit down on my bet now. You know, like on Port, I probably would have just preferred to stay out. Maybe I'll just go back the other way on the Tigers and neutralise. But um, I'm with with Port. I think Port's the bet. You know, like Port, if you look at the season, Port are in a different stratosphere to where where Richmond are. You know, they're they're in different weight classes, Pope. Um, So... I'll keep my bet. I'm with Port, but um, yeah, I'm wary of the, you know, what could potentially happen. But uh, I think the logical side of me, um, you know, to uh, bring up an old name um, has to be with Port here. They're just, 
they're, they're way in front of the Tigers. Stats man, your you beloved Tigers, can you find a bet here? Uh, I'm, I'm, I would just echo Mug. I'm on port already uh, at the two and a half or one and a half. And yeah, I like, I, I really like it logically, but um, there is that, that asterisk Richmond at the MCG and with a bit on the line. I'm, yeah, I'm a bit nervous, but I'll, I'll stay with my port bet as well. Statsman's second $1.04 favourite for the week, the Pies. Kangaroos, $10. Line is 53.5 at Marvel on Sunday. Love it when you throw to me for the $1.04s. It's uh, <laughs> really, really engaging. Um, nah, no bet there. I've got it 47, but I'm not back in the plus. So, yeah, no bet. Mug, any I was, bet here? I was 48 before, before teams. I think, um, you know, potentially North get a little bit back. Um but I don't know, Pope. It's you know well, we've spoken about it before. When you're up in up in those big numbers, it's not a lot of upside, and you know, I, may, maybe a bit of a come down to earth for for North after last week. Like they were pretty good. Um, so can and you know the whole coach thing. So does a bit of air go out for North and and a bit of enthusiasm go out for them potentially? Um, but also too the pies. I mean, down at Marvel, you know, they're not great down there. And um, I don't know, they might just want to chip the ball. Like, do they go in with the same hunger against North at Marvel Stadium as what they did at Carlton at the MCG? I don't know if we get the best Collingwood this week. So, nah, no bet. Middle interest from Statsman and Mug Mother. How do you see this one? I'm going to echo their sentiments. I've got no bet in this one either. Um I'm probably closer to having a bet on North. I've got them $11 uh, against the 10 bucks at Toppy, but um, yeah, yeah, likewise, just going to leave this one alone, I think. Well, we found consensus, probably just not the way we wanted to tonight. Uh, Statsman, I'll start with you again here, considering the game slightly more attractive. Lions, uh, $1.70 favourites at Adelaide Oval for the last game of the round. Crows, $2.10 and Lions, 4 and a half. Glad you did, uh, Pope. We, yeah, I'm, I'm with Brisbane here. I think uh, yeah. s- similar similar to what uh, Mug was actually just saying about Richmond and Port. I think they're in a different stratosphere to Adelaide. Adelaide are good at home, and that's the, I guess that's the um, the nervousness. But I've got an eight and a half, and I'm keen to be with the Lions. Ooh, healthy edge there, uh, Mother. I'll go to you here. Uh, not quite a bet for me in this one. I've, I've got the Lions right on the market at a dollar seventy, so. Close to uh, to being into them, but not quite at this stage. They didn't travel to Adelaide to in round one, I think it was. Mug, can Lions make amends in this trip? My numbers say no, Pope. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty keen on the Crows here uh, at home. They get a couple back. I think Texan will come back in, uh, Modler and um, uh, Doody. Uh, Dode will come back in as well. Did we get a mention of him? You like to see it that's still up. There's a Tilsall looks like yeah. coming in as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I've heard. Okay. I was just uh, keen, keen for you to have another go at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I like the crows here, Pope. Happy to uh happy to have a go here on the crows. Um, you know, the big home ground advantage over there. Um, I think on the bounce uh, from their little trip. Um, I think that the weight class is different. There's no doubt about that. But um, at home, they find something. And, um, yeah, I think at the five and a half, that I'm pretty sure that either Sportsbet or Tab was still putting up the five and a half. I think it's not a bad little number. Statsman v Mug in the last game of the round. Sunday night, weekend coming to an end. I look forward to that WhatsApp chat with you two going at it. They'll be, they'll be fun viewing. Um I'll leave it to the three of you to largely go over your bets, but I'll touch on where we've got semi-consensus. So we've got Mug and Statsman both like the Blues on Friday night, and the other one that is probably stand out is Statsman and Modler, both like Frio against the Demons Saturday afternoon. But uh, Mug, take it away for additional context. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking for a little bit of market movement on that Carlton game, Pope. So I'm probably I'm probably not keen at the head to head, but I think we do get a little bit of market movement. So let's just wait for that on Carlton, and then when we get that, I'll be with Carlton. Um, market watch Hawth, Hawthorne Saints. I'm keen to be with the Saints here, Pope. If we can get around that four goal mark, um, which I think we might, I'll be with the Saints. 
have a lean to Frio, um, but I didn't put up a bet. I'm putting up a bet for Geelong at the big line. I think they can clear that against a depleted GWS. And I'm with Port and I'm with the Crows. Well, that, do you want to give a snapshot of your standouts? Uh, yep. So aside from the ones we spoke to, the Hawks, I really liked. I had them at $3 against the $4 at Toppy. Uh, small plays on the Doggies and West Coast if you really need to. And then uh, the Tigers was the other one I liked. Stats man, as I have a review, you've got a few bets here that uh, you might like this weekend. Yeah, it's quite a lot when I look at it. I like, uh, similar to Mug with Carlton, if it probably if it moves a little bit. Um, Frio, I will go a double stake. I, I just really like that. So a bit head-to-head and a bit line uh, there. A bit more on the line, ideally. Uh, I will put up a bet on the dogs. The more I think about it, um, yeah, I'll, I'll put up that minus. And then Essendon minus, Port and Brisbane were my other ones. Might um, just go over, I think we had a, a question around the Coleman medal mug. Is that... Yeah, and, right? and, and sorry, Pope. The under happy happy to go the under in the um, in the Darwin game um, too. Yeah, so happy with that one. Yeah, so Statsman, yeah, good good shout, mate. We we had a question um, from one of our loyal listeners, uh, Richard Drummond, and uh, and he has been a loyal listener too. He's been with us from the get go, and uh, he, he's always tweeting and and what have you. Um, a question for the crew: Any value in Danaher at twenty-one dollars for the Coleman um, Statsman? You are our resident um, futures man. Um, how do we see it? Yeah, it's uh, a really timely question. I was going to talk to the Coleman today, anyway. Um, I think to to start off with, the two favourites are almost you know two dollars each or thereabouts, which I think is wrong. I think you know they're they're ahead by four or five goals. Injuries can happen. Jeremy Cameron is starting to play further up the ground. So there's quite a few things um, that could sort of sh- uh, sh- shift that. And so I'm looking around those for value. Where my eye was drawn originally was Tom Hawkins. Um, he's around the $12 mark. Looking at the fixtures, though, Geelong uh, do have a relatively tough draw. And with all their players out, they're not going to be starting favourites or as big favourites in those games, which is something worth considering. I think he's back in form and he's playing deeper. And like I said, Cameron's been pushing up more. So I will still be backing Hawkins at 12. Uh, On the point of Danaher, though, uh, I was just taking a look. I hadn't really had too good a look myself until that question. But he's also, he's one goal behind Hawkins. So we got um, Kerno 36, Cameron 34, Hawkins 29, Danaher 28. The I guess my slight concern with Danaher is that Brisbane have such a spread of goal kickers. You know, you've got Hipwood, Cameron, Danaher, even McCarthy, Gunston, um, Rayner pushing forward. Yeah, so they're and they're, and they're all potentially targets. It's not like they're all crumbing forwards versus tall. Like they they can all mark. So that um similar to kind of like Collingwood at the moment, where you know not many are kicking bags. It's just spread. I can see that happening with Brisbane. In saying that, Danaher is flying, and maybe they're going to shift that a little bit and play him more as your traditional key forward. In which case. If you, if you think that will be the case, it's definitely the, their draw as well is quite easy compared to Geelong. So they're in for more goals over the rest of the season. So if he can maintain a high percentage of them, then, um, yeah, that bigger price would definitely be worth worth having a look at. And was there anything sitting below those guys, Statsman, worth worth a shout? or? Yeah, like Oscar Allen is one. I don't mind a, a good forward in a shit team. Like that's been proven over history to do well. But I think with his injuries, it's just a little bit... Um, risky at the moment like he's carrying a bit of a knee and other than that probably not really they might put him out to pasture too towards the end potentially you know just to keep him right yeah exactly and and they're not going to be in for a lot of goals on current form either so (laughs) yeah i think and everyone else not really to be honest so I'd, i'd probably only be looking at those four charlie cameron's probably the other one but i'd probably take danaher before him um, I, I did some stuff a few years ago, stats man. No one under six one has ever won the Coleman. Wow, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, so that was that was going back some time. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do have one more outright I wanted to touch on again. Just the flag, nothing, nothing too extravagant. But uh, I've been tipping them up for a while, and I'm going to keep doing it. The Bulldogs, they're again. I've, I've Looking at their draw pretty roughly, I think they're in for probably 10 more wins. And Geelong, are, you know, they're battling and they've got a really tough draw over, um, I think, the next few few weeks. So there's going to be a, a potential top four spot for the Doggies 
to take. And I think on form and ratings, like I've got them in the top four now. I think they're they're flying. And uh, yeah, for me, that's you know I've probably got them about equal to Port, or I've got them actually rated equal exactly to Port. Port are ten dollars for the flag. The dogs are seventeen dollars. The dogs played in the grand final last year. Their form's just as good. The grand finals in Melbourne, which suits them more than it will for Port. Like I can't understand why Port would be 10 and the dogs would be 17. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep backing the dogs and get that to a bigger green uh, for me and, and would recommend doing the same. It's uh, some of the listeners out there, in particular Jack Johnston, um, might be uh, buoyed to hear this, but uh, I followed you on, on the 50s, uh, Statsman, and, and I have been backing the dogs as well myself. So I've got a, I've got a nice little... Uh, five-figure job uh, happening on the dogs at the moment. So I, I actually, um, so <laughs> I know people think I hate the dogs, um, but uh, I'm with you there, Statsman. I think they're a little bit of value. Uh, they're going pretty well, the dogs. Very nice bit of flag consensus, Smug. Yeah, yeah, we don't uh, we don't often get that. And, and look, I think um, just going into that flag stuff, I had uh, the great logical uh, contact me over the weekend and, you uh, Gave his two cents. We we talked up some Geelong stuff. Um, he can't get out of Geelong fast enough, uh, he reckons, at this point in time. He's just uh, chucked him in the bin three games away from top four and, and got some injury issues and, and so forth. So I think um, I, I don't mind the play, but I think it's probably not such a bad thing to wait one more week before you you lay out of them because I think they, they get a big win this week, uh, as I've mentioned before, and you might be better placed to dump next week. Um, the market loves the cats. And um, I, I just think if they have another big week, like everyone gets excited about the cats again. And, you know, you see that number uh, jump down a little bit. So maybe next week's the, the week to uh, to jump off them. Yeah, I, sorry. I'll, I'll just touch on that. That I Because I said last week that, you know, I'll watch them for a couple of weeks and maybe get involved. And I wanted to, to bring that up. I'm glad you did that. The price is way too sticky. Like it's not going to get out big enough. And completely agree with the draw they've got coming up. There's no way I'm I'm touching the the seven eight dollars currently out there. Mm. Okay, good. All right, boys, that's a really good AFL chat. And thank you for the roundup there on the futures uh, stats, man. Really, really good. Are we ready to talk some NRL? Let's do it. All right. So, boys, we got this shortened uh, fixture this weekend with Origin just around the corner. So we'll attack the normal NRL round first. And uh, I, I think it's important, Pope, that we just let the listeners know that all of our prices are coming to you from topsport.com.au. Top Sport are a great Australian bookie. They've been in the caper for over 30 years you know, as I've said before, um, they see the eyes, uh, they see the world through the eyes of a punter. They are punters at heart. At heart, They are one of the fairest bookies in the caper and they do the right thing by the punter. So um, get with Top Sport, get to the website at topsport.com.au and uh, download the app. Uh, Pope, we've got uh, Thursday night again. Always welcome uh, for us uh, Southerners when, uh, when there's no Thursday night AFL. Um, the Dolphins, so we get to have a prime time look at them, which I'm looking forward to actually, um, versus St. George. So we've got a dollar forty-eight. The Dolphins, the new franchise, a dollar forty-eight on the big stage for uh, Thursday night, and uh, St. George two sixty-five, five and a half the line, and uh, the toppy traders looking like they're preferring the fi- uh, the minus there for the Dolphins because they got it at a dollar eighty. Pope, uh, two dollars back the other way. How do you see it? I know you're an avid Thursday night viewer, Mug, so just keep an eye out on Thursday up at Redcliffe. There's a little sectional leagues club overlooking the balcony behind the goalpost. Fantastic. Just having a schooner there. It uh, might be might be a mid-season trip for us next year for the for the barefoot team. So Good, keep, that, that's, that's, uh, that's, that. that's me all over, that sort of stuff. That sounds terrific. I thought that would excite you. Um, to the game, I can't get this quite as big as what the market has at the moment. So I think when you look at this, the biggest impact – on the game in terms of missions is Ben Hunt. But when you dive a bit deeper, the Dolphins are missing Hamiso to be a to, to hammer. They're missing the hammer. He's a pretty big impact on the Dolphins. So he's been fantastic. So um, them being without him, I think that's almost as big as, as Hunt missing. So um, bear that in mind when, if you're having a bet, and they're also missing Kafusi and Tom Gilbert for origin. So, the significant impact on the Dolphins, um, not only the Dragons here. So I've got it minus four. 
the way I play this is I'd probably hope it gets out beyond six. I think the way that market's looking, it might. So I'd hold fire and just see what that market does in coming days. But if that gets sticks and beyond, I'd be having a bet on the Dragons. Mm. Modler, can we line up? No, unfortunately not. I thought prior to teams I might be on uh, the Dragons, given the models liked them definitely last week and has been putting the Dolphins of late. But I've got this uh, $1.50, the Dolphins, $3, uh, the Dragons. So no play for me at the moment. Yeah, and that model uh, rating hunt pretty highly, you think, Modler? Is that yeah, the, reasonably the case highly. Of? I would say that's that's the key. Uh, a decent player missing at halfback would, would make it a fair amount of difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Pope is with the plus and looking for a little bit of uh, line movement uh, there as well. Would you be coming at the five and a half, Pope, or, or is it not a bet at the at the current number? I'd probably stay clear. I'm on four in yep. my line. So four to five and a half. There's not really a lot in that in NRL. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right, boys. Next game, Friday night, and it's Parramatta uh, hosting the Cowboys here at Combank. $1.19. Parrot, geez, haven't they uh, really come in? Um, and the Cowboys, 475. Boys, what was that on the weekend? Just quickly, West's 66 points versus the Cowboys. What is going up in North Queensland? What's happening? That's putrid, wasn't it? They, they, were, oh. they were horrendous. There's something There's something that might be a little bit off up there. That You don't lose like that to a team that didn't win the first eight games without something being wrong internally, I don't think. Boy, uh, so uh, so boys, uh, the short short price as we mentioned, fourteen and a half um, is the minus line there, and it's a dollar ninety five and um, the dollar eighty five on the other side. Uh, Modler, we'll go to you first. Yeah, no play for me here. Uh, I thought might be on the Cowboys, uh, but they're missing a raft of players to Origin, which doesn't help at uh, their current stage of the season. They Val Holmes among others. Um, yeah, I'm actually closer to having a, a, an edge on power. I've got them at dollar twenty-two, um, but no play for me uh, at this stage. Hope anything from yourself? Yeah, after questioning their culture up there, I'm on them this week, Mug. I can, <laughs> I can, I can certainly find a bet here. I, I was, I was relatively surprised when I saw this at fourteen and a half. I, I'm pushing to get this to ten, so I'm definitely on on the Cowboys. Um, among other things, Para, Para have got one player in their forward pack who'd be their first choice. They're missing players themselves. So um, there's a big recency bias to this to this 14 and a half, I think. So I'm on them. And the other the other part too here is teams to get hammered have bounced back quite well this year. So of this eight times, teams have lost by 30 plus this year and seven of those eight have covered the following week. So there is a little bit of a bounce back factor here that um, it's hard to quantify, but I think he's also on the Cowboys side. And with a lack of big boppers out there, Pope, is there any points play here? Do we, and obviously we saw a high scoring game uh, between North Cowboys and Wests, or is it an angle the other way that they stiffen up the defense this week in response to what happened last week? And we, and we have an unders play. Is there any points angles? Yeah, I'd, I'd be more the latter. I'd be yep. unders, like, on the plus with an emotional response that ties into unders for me and, and 44 and a half on a Friday night is, is a high number. So yeah, I'd, I'd be leaning that way. Obviously it's not necessarily the most retail bet or most enjoyable bet. If you just want to have a couple of beers, Mark, however, I think that's where the value is. Is that a bet poke on the under or is it, is it just a, a, a lean or? No, I, I think it is. I haven't punched numbers in depth, but as, as I say, I'm, um, 44 and a half, so like a sort of daytime number in a lot of instances. So I, I do think it's a bet. Um, and it ties in with my angle on the plus. If they're going to cover, they can't afford to leak 20 odd points to Parramatta. So I think it ties in with that as well. Yeah. Okay. And um, and as we say, um, gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. Uh, so Pope, I'd like to think that our listeners are more interested in having a drink and winning than they are about uh, watching a game and cheering overs. So hopefully that has resonated uh, that message over the years and uh, our punters are more than happy to take an unders bet if it's uh, is going to lead to money in their pockets. So thank you for sharing that with the listeners. Um, Saturday twilight or evening game uh new zealand warriors uh back at home feels like they haven't been at home forever but uh they're taking on the broncos dollar 41 seven and a half the juice line um modler 
if I'm not mistaken, Model was pretty keen on New Zealand earlier in the year. They get back home. Can you find them here? No, I can't. I'm, I'm way the other way. I'm actually Ooh, okay. Look at the Broncos here. They miss a, a raft of players, Reese Walsh and Cobbo and Payne Haas, the most notable ones. Um, so I've got them to 20 into the 285 there at Toppy. Uh, the, I guess the caveat for me is Adam Reynolds has been named to come back this week. Um, I don't think he's 100% over the line, so I'd like to have a bit of certainty around that. But if he does happen to suit up, then definitely keen on the Broncos. Okay, so another big lean here for the Modler. And I think Modler, on these big leans in the last couple of weeks on Wests and uh, then on St. George, I think it was, on the weekend with the big sort of the big lean, we've been pretty successful. Pope, can you line up? Yeah, I can. I don't have the degree of confidence that the Modler has. Um, first starting point, this is in Napier, not Auckland either. So the home ground advantage is negated. Somewhat too mug, which which ties in that angle. But um, around this time of year, when you're losing a lot of players, like you, you sort of got to take other factors into account. At least someone who's not as proficient with models as uh, like myself, mug. So I I do. And culturally, I think Broncos are in a pretty good spot. Like they've lost the last two, but they've been really competitive. And eight just looks a big number. I think the guys who will go over there, despite missing their origin contingent, will show up. So. I am leaning that way. My numbers have it. And, and I do think, as I say, like they're not going to be one that go over there and, and probably throw in the towel on a neutral venue, which is an important component. So I'm on the Broncos as well. Okay, excellent. So consensus betting there for the boys, which is good to hear. Um, Saturday evening game, and um, and it's the Battle of the Green shirts. Uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs, $1.74, uh, $1. beg your pardon, and uh, Canberra Raiders, two ten. We've got the line set at two and a half, a little bit heavier on the uh, South Sydney side, $1.95. Modler, new ball yourself again first. Um, what do you see here? I've got the slightest of uh, leans to the Rabbitohs here. I've got them $1.71. Um, bit of an interesting situation where Campbell Graham was named to the Blues squad. He then withdrew, but he's been named to play for South in this match. Um, so given sort of those, those spinning plates, I'm probably going to leave this one alone. Hope. I agree. I'm, I'm on South here. This is also, this is the NRL version of the topsport.com.au market mirror of the week. South were $2.10 as late as Monday on this. Really? Um, plus two and a half. So there's a little bit of, Cook not being named, obviously, shift that market a fair bit. And as Mother touched on, Graham coming back from the New South Wales squad. But I, I can get this about four and a half. They still do have a good team. And I'm, I'm a little bit of a sell on Canberra. So I'm on South here. I'd probably get in earlier. I can see this tipping up towards four as the week goes on. So I think it's worth having an early bet here on South's mug. And not afraid of the moving market there, Pope, and, and chasing that. Like, uh, given that it was the bigger price earlier, you're still happy to 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 get stuck into that. Yep, I am. I'd, as I say, like I'd four and a half, I think is conservative. Like I, I could maybe have that a little bit bigger. There's a right. slight trepidation losing Latrell and Ken Murray's big impact for them too. Like he he is almost as big as Latrell, so there is a little bit trepidation. But um, I rate them quite highly, and I don't rate Canberra. So two and a half for me, still a bit. Yeah, okay. And Pope, I can sort of tell when you get a little bit up and about about a bet. And uh, I sense uh, with you there that this is not just your typical one unit bet. Is this is this a decent play for yourself here? Uh, no, probably not. Probably okay. not. I might be I might be selling selling uh, overselling under delivering like that. As I say, it's there is some sort of buy beware when it comes to this time of year. So I I'm not going to go too hard on this mug, but I do think there is upside and probably the, the angle is a little bit of 13 plus at this number. That's still an attractive price. So um, within appropriate stakes, I'd have a bit of 13 plus as opposed to going too hard at the line. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's still excellent boys. Consensus betting of sorts there. And um, last game uh, in the shortened round, we get to uh, the Modlers Knights and uh, they're taking on the Seagulls um, who were a big winner for us last week, a uh, dollar 34, the Knights. And uh, that's obviously 
the turbo factor and uh, Ponga, I guess, sticking in. Um, nine and a half, the line, 325 back the other way, the Eagles. A lot happening here, boys. Uh, Pope, I'll go to you first. How do we play? Back to you. I was like, stay, <laughs> okay, away. Okay, stay, yeah. stay, stay away from this. Uh, yeah. I probably can't get as big as nine and a half, Mug. Like, I, I have, when all in a fully fit team or a non-origin affected team, I have Newcastle rated the worst team in the comp right now. In this, obviously, it's severely compromised when you're missing Trevojevic brothers and Daly Cherry Evans and Newcastle Pyron Gabi, but it's still a big number for a poor team. Having said that, Manly are hot and cold. They're up and down. They're very inconsistent. So I want to stay away here. And I do think, I, I said it flippantly, but I do think the 43 and a half is probably attractive. I can... I can see a few points. It's sort of Pong has gone back to fullback. I think that's a little bit of a key to unlock their attack. And mainly with Josh Schuster at the helm running the show, like he's he's just a, he's a cowboy out there. He'll he'll give tries away and score some himself. So I think forty three and a half is is the spot to play here on the overs. Nice, like it, Pope. Like the angle. And uh, Modler, can you line up here in the last game? No, I'm not going to line up. I'm going to actually uh, go back and lump for the Knights. So I've got wow, okay, then a uh, dollar just over a dollar twenty-five. Um, not a lot of wiggle room into that dollar thirty-four. Uh, probably be keener on the line and, and margins at that price point, um, but nothing, nothing huge. Probably split a, a unit out as you see fit. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so quite keen on the Knights, and and you had a preference, Pope, to the plus, but. Not really a bet there. Oh, wait. Yeah, that yeah, number yeah. won't be betting. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right. So the mother, the mother is uh, fairly much out there on his own. So I think listeners, um, I think he's been pretty good um, when it comes to these sorts of plays. So uh, maybe take heed of that and uh, get stuck into the nights. And, of course, Pope likes the over there um, as well. So, boys, thank you there. Um, we might just get you to quickly uh, go back and recap uh, those bets. Pope, do you want to just summarise yours? Dragons, Cowboys, I really like at the plus 14.5 and take a little bit of head-to-head at $5. Broncos, South, and Overs in Knights v Manly. And Modler? Uh, Broncos on the proviso. Reynolds does suit up. Um, I'll leave South Sydney alone, I think, at this stage. And then Knights, uh, Knights minus as well. Excellent. All right. Well, plenty of meat on that bone uh, for the listeners as always. So thank you, boys. Going really well in the NRL. And um, and perhaps just some preliminary um, origin chat just to whet the appetite. Modler, I know you've gone to school a little bit on some of the early numbers. What did you see in game one and uh, and perhaps also series? Yeah, so I've plugged the players in, player-based model that lends itself to origin. It's easy enough to plug players in. Uh, and... All said and done, I've got the Blues quite short here. I've got them just short of a dollar forty. I think they were a dollar sixty-seven. Dollar sixty-seven, yeah, in the market, yeah, two, two and a half, two and a half the line. So, okay, so that's quite a big, uh, a big angle. Uh, first up, my luck. It is, yeah. And uh, the other thing I've done is is sort of uh, plug in the permutations for the you know the series winner and the the correct score, assuming. Uh, that you know you carry the same squad through that'll obviously change as the series goes on. But as it stands, yeah, I've got New South about a dollar twenty-five to win the series, in at the dollar sixty-five at Toppy. Um, and then there's value on the yeah if if you'd rather the two-one and the three-nil um, results. I, I, I would sort of throw it out there that three-nil is historically hard to come by for whatever reason. I think there's only been one in the last twenty-one years of origin uh, a result that's gone to three nil so i'd probably be uh, more interested in playing just in the south to, to win the series rather than any of the uh, correct score options okay mate that's uh fantastic insight and uh particularly for that game one because i think the last few years and pope might uh just sharpen up the focus here a little bit i think the that's typically sort of gone new south wales first up and then it's come back uh new uh to queensland late but uh pope um, how do you feel about the Origin Series as we're going in? Can you line up with the modeler? I can, as a starting point. I, I haven't done the degree of analysis that modeler may have at this stage, but there's maybe a little bit of uh, hard overhead with this analysis, but I, I don't really love the Queensland team, Marg. I think their back five looks um, like it could be exposed. 
And I think New South Wales, despite some guys who are probably coming in with poorer form, Tedesco, Trevojevic, Luai, I think you put those pieces together in one team and it's pretty potent. So, yeah, I can line up. New South Wales, obviously, will probably go into greater depth next Tuesday night um, and really break it down. But, yeah, I, I do think New South Wales are attractive at this point in time. And, um, boys, I, I know you're talking there, the, I think, $1.40 uh, modeler into the $1.67. Uh, do we take some line money there at 2.5 as well and maybe even a bigger 13-plus in this first up um, contest? Is that something that we should be thinking about? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'd be happy to play into the the, the, the minus and also start looking at margins as well. That's um, Yeah, that's anything can happen on the night in origin. It can be a real close game or it can just be a... a completely one side of the fair. So definitely happy to, to look at alternates. Pope, Pope um, as much as it pains you to uh, put the hard end down against the home state, is that uh, a similar way that you'd be playing? Certainly would, yeah. I'd be I'd be all over the minus here for multiple units and 13 plus would be a play here too. Like I, I don't know what this line looks like in seven days' time when, we, when I guess everyone's more acutely aware of the game itself, but at this point in time, like um, I'm New South Wales in a pretty big way. And uh, and Pope, uh, just to double check, um, you actually do put the hard earned on New South Wales, or is it not something that you can bring yourself to do as a Queenslander? No, I can. Uh, the industry has probably um, hardened me up in that regard over time. Margins wallets uh, outweighs the heart. You got to put food on the. Food on the table for the cats, don't you? Got to feed the cats, mate. Got to feed the cats. I mean, I, I must admit, Pope, I, I never used to back against Hawthorne, but uh, I'm a bit the same as you these days, mate. I, you got to you got uh, to put food on the table. Um, boys, that's uh, that's terrific chat and uh, great to hear that sort of, um, you know, I guess pre-analysis for uh, State of Origin. And uh, I know what I'll be doing straight after this is uh, pressing some buttons on the blues. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, Statsman, I know you operate around some pretty sharp guys. Are you hearing any whispers around the state of origin yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> Short and sharp, but uh, no, I, have, I haven't heard anything yet. So uh, maybe next week. Well, with that privileged information, Statman, can you sign us off? Got on the singular Statman too. <laughs> I um I was a bit worried when you said you know what you're going to do after this with the couch casting couch in the background. Oh. I um I was I was a bit worried where that was going to go, but I'm glad, you're, I'm glad. you're really giving away some secrets now, Statsman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Um, please remember, listeners, to gamble responsibly, but most importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>